Can one hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now you may be wondering why am I sitting down? The reason is because I have a prosthetic leg. And God really saved my life three years ago. Because if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here today. So that's the reason why I'm sitting down. And if you want, I'll tell you the story um, as another point. But that's the reason why I'm here. Because God has saved. And I just want to share God's love for each one of us here this morning. And it's great to see so many people here this morning. And it's great to see the generations, you know, here. It really is a privilege. And we have just read Psalm 23. But we're not just going to look at Psalm 23, because we're going to look at another passage of Scripture, which really sums up what Psalm 23 is all about. And we're going to, this is a well-known passage, and it's, don't have to turn to it, it's Matthew 26, verses 69 to the end of the chapter, and it's the denial of Peter, uh, just before Jesus went to the cross. Okay, <clears throat> let's just read this. Now Peter sat outside in the courtyard, and the servant girl came to him, saying, You also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you are saying. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him and said to, those, <coughs> said to those who were there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. But again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And a little later, those who stood by came up, and said to Peter, Surely you also are one of them, for your speech betrays you. Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know this man. And immediately a rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which said, Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out, and he wept bitterly. And we'll link that into Psalm 23, because um, it really hits home what God is going to say to us, hopefully, as it has done for me, to you today. What we need to realise is that God hates sin. There is no doubt about that, because God does hate, hate sin. And I just want to share this with you. Um, when Jesus said, um, when he was on the cross, and it says in Matthew 27, verse 46, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? A lot of people, when they talk about the cross, they talk about the physical, and they talk about the, the, the bones that were broken, the, body, the sword that went into his side. But that is not the main reason why we need to think of God. Because Jesus Christ was separated from his Father because of you and me. There's no evidence to say that. That's the reason why Jesus was separate. And it's not just people here, but it's the length and breadth from generations to them to generations that will follow. Because Jesus saved us from sin. And we should be eternally grateful for that every day of our lives. And as Psalm 23 says, it says, He restores my soul. And he does restore our soul. And that's what he did with Peter. Because Peter was one of the three main disciples. There were Peter, there was James, and there was John. And Peter was one of the people that Jesus looked, you know, Peter was one that always went that extra mile and did some stupid things, but also did some godly things. I mean, one of the things he did when he walked on the Sea of Galilee and Jesus said, walk on the water, and he did. And then he looked at his circumstances and Jesus had to save him. 
But I ask the same question, would we do the same? Would we, would we be like that? You know, people who we do things and then also, also, later, earlier on in this passage, it says, um, but after I have been raised, but he said, answered, sent him, even if all are made to stumble, I will never be made to stumble. And then he says, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. So Peter says things which were not obviously of God, but of, of, of his own uh, himself. And we're guilty of that ourselves. Because we say things we shouldn't say. We do things we shouldn't do. <clears throat> How many of you have sinned this morning? Every one of us, haven't we? We've all sinned this morning. We've all done things wrong. And Peter was one of those. But what I want you to think about in this passage is how sin gets hold of a person. Because in verse 70 it says, He denied them before them all and said, I do not know what you are saying. And remember, this was a servant girl. I don't think that she was a Christian. And yet this servant girl, who was not a Christian, was telling the Christian, um, I know that you are there. And he was telling lies. And that's one of the sad things when a non-Christian tells a Christian that they're wrong, when Jesus is the son and is part of their lives. So then he said, and so he, he said, I do not know what you were saying. So he denied Jesus. He denied that he ever knew him. But you see, when a sin is not forgiven, that sin gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And the sad thing is that that sin takes over that person's life. And, and I would encourage, because I've had experience, that if you sin or we do things wrong, give and keep short accounts with God. Because the more that we keep short accounts with God, the more that God will be with us on a day-by-day -day basis. And you'll see in this passage of how Peter, and then he said, and he went and gone out of the gateway, and another girl saw him and said to those who were there, this fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. Now this is another servant girl. But see what Peter says. But again he denied it with an oath. And said I do not know this man so see how that sin has got worse and worse first of all he denied it secondly he denied it with an oath and the sin is now taken over Peter's life not God but this sin and the devil loves when he tricks Christians one of the saddest things that we find is that when churches close it's not the people outside that cause the problem, it's the people inside that cause the problem. And we said, I mean, praise the Lord, it doesn't happen here. And churches have split and broken up because people have not got up. And that's why it's so important that we as Christians should come to the Lord in everything that we do. So he denied him, and he denied it with an oath. And then a little later, everyone, surely you also are one of them for your speech betrays you it says and a little later those who stood so it wasn't just one servant girl it was those who were in the courtyard it was those who asked the question your speech gives you away now he was in the corner there wasn't he he really was in the corner what's he going to do is he going to deny it again 
or is he going to say lawfully sorry but I, I do know the Lord Jesus but then it says this then he began to curse and swear saying I do not know the man wasn't the son of God he said I do not know the man and here was the man that was, was called by Jesus in the first part of Matthew follow me and I will make you fishes of men and here we have here uh, and it says in that passage and immediately he left his nets and followed followed the Lord Jesus and then he realized the mistake he realized the prophecy and the prophecy was that Jesus said to, to him before the crop crows or the rooster in this version you will deny me three times so he wept and he went out and he wept bitterly and then we another look we look at and, and as we'll, we're not going to leave it there because obviously if we left it there it would be in a right mess because at this point how much Jesus have felt when Peter is one of his main disciples denied him as he was going to the cross as it says in Matthew 27 that Jesus was handed over to Pontius Pilate and it's and, and, and when we look at Psalm 23 this will come in evidence as we look at this next next portion okay now we're gonna don't have to turn to this but let me just say so at this point we have Peter who's denied Jesus three times we have Peter who's denied him then he's denied it with an oath and then he's denied it with swearing and cursing if anyone had said that to you how would you respond to that person how would you respond to that person who's done something that Peter did and what would you do? And you know, that's a very difficult question and something that we may not be able to answer. But you see, this is what Jesus was facing. Jesus was facing the, the prospect of what will happen. And in John chapter 21, we see exactly what happened. Because we see that Judge Peter that Jesus was now risen from the dead and he visited Peter, people um, like he visited Thomas in the, in the upper room he visited the two men on the Emmaus road and he visited these disciples as they came to the seashore and it says Jesus was there and, and it says when the morning had now come Jesus stood on the shore and Jesus said to them children have you any food they answered no and they said cast the nest on the other side Therefore, the disciple who Jesus loved said to Peter, Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put his outer garments on and plunged into the sea. It's a bit like Peter, isn't it? He plunged into the sea. And then they had eaten their bread, eaten their, eaten, eaten their fish. What did Jesus then do? In John chapter 21, verse 1, it says, So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus went straight to Simon Peter. Is that okay for you all right? Jesus went straight to Simon Peter. How good is that? The man who denied Jesus, that Jesus went straight to him and said this, Do you love me? And Peter said, Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. And he said, Feed my sheep. The second time the question was asked, and then he said, will tend my sheep? And the third question was asked, and this, uh, this time Peter was grieved because he said, do you love me? You know that I love you. Feed my sheep. 
Now, why did Jesus ask Peter three questions? Because Peter denied Jesus three times. And this was all to reinstate Peter, a man who denied him, a man who had done things wrong, and yet Jesus was reinstating him. And that's the same for you and me. That's the same for you and me in our own Christian lives. Whatever we face as individuals, whatever you may have done wrong, whatever you may feel this morning, if you're far away from God, let me just quote this verse to you. Because, um, because in, the, in the Scripture, Jesus knows everything. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 8, it says, Therefore, this is when we're talking about the Lord's Prayer, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you need Him before you even ask Him. So why do we kid Jesus? Why do we say, why don't we tell Jesus everything that's in our hearts? Not with fancy words, just with our hearts. Because the Bible says that man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So whatever's in this heart, and I'm not talking about the physical heart, I'm talking about emotions, and it's not right, give it to God. If there's something in your life today that's not right, go home, go into a closet, as it says in Matthew 6, stay in secret and bring it to God. And I can tell you that if you do that, that is what God will do. I remember when I was in a hospital bed and I was asking the question, why is this happening? And I said to God, you need to help me because I don't know what I'm doing. What did he do? He helped me. He helped me because he loves me. Not because I'm any better than anyone else, but he loves me. And there are people in this room who would say the same thing with physical illness or with mental illness or whatever. God is with us. And God will protect us. And Peter was given a second chance. And God gives you chance after chance until you decide, I'm not going to follow God anymore. It says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, He is faithful and just and will forgive us from all, all unrighteousness. So whatever you've done in the past, and whatever you've done today, and whatever you've done in the, will do in the future, give it to God and mean it, as Peter meant it, because he wept and he wept bitterly. So what was the aftermath of what Peter did? What was the aftermath of when Jesus reinstated Peter? How could you see that Peter had changed? Well, let me say this. In the Acts of the Apostles, Peter became the, the church leader at Jerusalem. And he became before the Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin were the people that were responsible for Jesus' death. There were Pharisees, scribes, Sadducees, all people that were in this temple, in this place. And they thought that Peter and James and John were not intelligent people, which is, <laughs> sadly, some of the people think that today. But they asked, they asked Peter the question. And because Peter at this point had healed someone. And then Peter said to the Sanhedrin, you are a stiff-necked people. Fancy saying that to the leaders of Jerusalem. You are 
as stiff-necked people. A book to bring a fly on the wall when that happens. You are a stiff-necked people and you are responsible for the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, this is the man that denied Jesus. And he's now saying, you are responsible for the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. How powerful is that? That is the Holy Spirit speaking through Peter in that place. And then he said this, and I thought this is tremendous, but God saved him and saved him and brought him back to life. Amen? Amen. 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 He brought him back to life. And that same God brings you and me back to life by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, we read Psalm 23, and let me just go over that, just to confirm of how this is linked. Psalm 23, just bear with us. And it says this, The Lord is my shepherd. He was Peter's shepherd. I shall not want. He, he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. What did Jesus do to Peter? He restored his soul from a man who was desperate to a man who was filled with the power of God. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. Well, when he was before the Sanhedrin, he preached righteousness. He was right with God for his name's sake. You know, this isn't this is my work, this isn't your work. It's great to see so many young people, elderly people, middle-aged. But this is not our work. God has chosen us to do, and it's a privilege, to do his work in this place or where I'm from, which is a dingle. God is in charge for his name's sake. Yea, I, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Peter was going through the valley of the shadow of death for his own problem, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Peter, Jesus was with Peter when he was on the seashore. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table. Peter was prepared a table by Jesus. And you anoint, and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All, think of that, all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This God that you and I serve on a day-by-day -day basis is a powerful God. There's no other God like him. There is no other God who is alive like God. Jesus is alive. Jesus is not dead. Jesus is alive. As we have seen in this passage and in the passage of Peter and in the passage in John chapter 21 and in Acts chapter 4. So you may say to me, how does that relate to us in um, in 2022 we have a leader who is demon possessed i believe a mr putin and i believe that this is a battle between devil and god and yet you see that and you see all the all the buildings and you see all the problems but you know there are more people in ukraine now reading the bible than they've ever done 
before. And you see that in Syria, you see that in other places. Uh, I'm involved in Open Doors, which is a persecuted church, and you see what God does with people who serve the Lord. Yes, they suffer, and yes, they are murdered, and yes, they suffer so much, more than we ever do. But if you ask them one question, would you ever change from following the system or following God? And every one of them, the things that I've seen, say, um, and I remember, yes, and I remember this is a few years ago, an 18 year old girl was, was being, you know, was being tortured and this was sad. And they said, why do you allow this to happen? And she said this, I believe in my father. And if I die, I know where I'm going. I know that I'll be with him forever. And you think about that for, for a minute. That when you leave this life, and we're only on this earth for a few years, some of us who are a bit older will testify how life goes so quick. I've known you Eddie for a long time, haven't I? It goes so quick. And yes, and it says this, and I'll close with this. It says, the great hymn, Amazing Grace. And then it says, when we've been there 10,000 years. You can't imagine that, can you? 10,000 years. Bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. And that is for eternity. And that is forever. And the, and, the, and, and the responsibility for us, yes, we have these privileges and we praise God. Responsibility is this, that we are to be witnesses for Christ in this world in which we live. Just in closing, I'd like you to, I mean, Eddie and some people know, we've, um, we have a son whose name is Thomas, who is an alcoholic and has caused a lot of problems. I want you to pray for him because on May the 4th, this Wednesday, he goes to a rehab center and there are many people praying for him that he will become a Christian. So I just want you prayers for that. May the 4th, he goes in at 11 o'clock and he's on residential for 28 days. And I said to the Lord, don't take the son, but do whatever you have to do. And he's done that, because that is God's plan. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the choruses. We thank you, Lord, for the older choruses. And we just praise you for this time together. And bless each one in this room today, because you love us with an everlasting love. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.